0: Hi, I'm Darren Pepperd. Welcome to the Leaning into Leadership podcast, the podcast dedicated to today's hardworking leader. Join me every Sunday for leadership insight, inspiration, and a little pep talk to keep you rolling down your road to awesome. Hey, everybody. Welcome into episode 76 of the Leaning Into Leadership podcast. Uh, Today, we're going to continue our focus on aspiring new and rising leaders by having a conversation with Jason Ryan. Jason is the first year principal at Papillion La Vista High School here in the greater Omaha area. And Jason and I have been working together during the course of this school year with me serving as his executive leadership coach. And we sat down recently and had a conversation about some of the things that he's learned and that he's discovered during the course of the year, some things about his coaching experience and what the two of us have been able to accomplish together. And just a little bit more about what it's like to rise into that principal role when you used to be side-by-side and shoulder-to-shoulder with the assistant principals, and now you are the leader of that leadership team. We had an awesome conversation. I can't wait to share it with you. And you're going to hear it right on the other side of this message from Peer Driven PD. Hey, leaders. You know, teachers and administrators don't always see eye to eye. So it might surprise you that over 86% of teachers and administrators agree that we need more full-time classroom teachers leading our professional development. That's where my friends at Peer Driven PD come in. Peer Driven PD finds some of the best teachers in the country and documents their instructional strategies that work in real classrooms every day, and then they make the content available to schools everywhere. It's kind of like a master class, but for teachers. Imagine that your teachers are learning from other amazing teachers who, just like them, are gifted and passionate about driving student achievement. And if you've got your own superstar teachers who deserve some exposure, Peer Driven PD will visit your campus and film your own teachers doing what they do best and share it on the platform for their colleagues and everyone else to see. What a huge morale boost that can be for a district. And just so you know, Mike Alpert, who's the company's founder, has been a guest on this very podcast. Check out episode 49. Mike's a former teacher and administrator who has worked with schools from coast to coast. He really understands the need for engaging PD that teachers will appreciate. Look, I've seen this work firsthand. It's unique, it's interesting, and it's just what you need if your teachers want more out of their professional development. Visit PeerDrivenPD.com to request a quote. Tell them the Leaning Into Leadership podcast sent you, and they'll give you a free trial access so you can check out all of their content and decide for yourself. As well, they'll give you an additional 10% off your first year subscription simply for mentioning the Leaning Into Leadership podcast. Go to PeerDrivenPD.com today. Again, that's PeerDrivenPD.com. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today. Better Tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. All right, Jason, thanks for uh, agreeing to join me here on the show, man. I'm excited about the conversation.
1: Yeah, looking forward to it as well.
0: Yeah, so um, obviously you and I have had an opportunity to work together, you know, the course of this uh, this school year um, talk to me just a little bit about and maybe to give some background for for our listeners your transition from being in the position you were to the position that you're in now
1: you bet so prior to um, this this year as the as a the principal I spent nine years as uh, activities director athletic director um, here at papua vista high school and and uh, loved my time as an a d and uh, and, and working with activities and athletics, and prior to that, I had some experience. I spent 10 years as a dean of students in a nearby metro school as well. But um, so it, it was a big, big change in in coaching and athletics, and had been a big part of my life forever. And um, when I was afforded the opportunity to to become the principal for this year, and um, I knew I had a, had a lot to learn. Obviously, big shoes to fill. Um, by our previous principal, and uh, but it, uh, I, I was excited for a challenge and a change, and uh, this is a great place to be, and 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 I, I knew I could uh, jump in and, and go from there.
0: Yeah, you know it's been interesting, you know, being here almost every month. Uh, I'm here, you know, at least for a couple of hours. Sometimes it's like a whole day or whatever the case may be. Um, it's been it's been really rewarding for me to number one just to be able to be in your building and be around kids uh to be around your teachers obviously your leadership team um when when you when you made this transition um because that's a big leap right i mean yes. you go from and not that being an activity active activity and athletics director isn't a huge job because it is but man it's it's a different level when you become the principal and and we're talking like 1,800, 1,850 kids, correct,
1: right? Correct, correct. Yeah, we're, we're gonna graduate 477 on Sunday, and yeah, we're right about 1,850 as a building, yeah, so.
0: Wow, so what were what were some of those things that as, as you're making the transition, and you know we're, we're recording this right here in your office, so uh, that's a first on the podcast, by the way, folks, the first in-person recording uh, of the podcast. Love but, it. Yeah, no kidding, it's awesome, um, but I remember, my very first day going and sitting in the principal's office after, you know, transitioning from the AP office and just looking at the walls like, wow, what do I do now? So, what were what were some of those when you asked yourself, what do I do now? What were some of those things that were kind of crossing your mind?
1: Yeah, I mean, right right from the get-go, I think it was December um when when this all became official and and so obviously i finished my year as the ad last spring and kind of tried to wear some dual hats and learn from um mr Klein and the principal here um but it was like okay um just thinking big picture wise how many teachers we have how many custodians and i obviously evaluated and supervised um you know different different staff in the ad role but i'm thinking okay everybody's under my umbrella now and um, the I hadn't dis- done any discipline for 11 years and okay. so and had zero discipline I spent nine years as the AD two years prior to that teaching and coaching and so I hadn't done discipline in 11 years. Um, I've had to have fierce conversations with with parents and kids and teachers and coaches right. about other issues but that was okay what's changed and then just the the big thing was uh, the instructional leadership piece and curriculum and um, those were some things. I sat back, and said, "I got a lot to learn." Yeah. I, I, there's a lot of things I don't I have no idea about, um, and then you know the budget and um, all those types of things as well. And I yeah. thought, "Oh, geez, what did I get myself into?"
0: <laughs> no kidding, right? I mean, it can be overwhelming when you stop and think about it. Like, and you just mentioned a whole bunch of those too that, that I remember looking at and And I also, you know, was, was looking at like everybody's responsibilities. Like within my leadership team, you know, I had, you know, these big sheets of the butcher paper, you know, up on the wall <laughs> yes. and like, okay, in this role, I want this to happen. In this role, I want this. And in this role, I want this. And, you know, things were structured really well where I was when I moved into that role. And I think one of the mistakes I made was I felt like oh I got to change this and I got to change this and as as I've spent the time with you this year I don't feel like you've really done that you've kind of showed some restraint in areas I know there's some things you want mm-hmm. to change sure. um, but you've showed some some restraint there in some areas and in some areas you have pushed and said especially, especially you talk about the instructional leadership piece and we'll, we'll talk about that in a few minutes with the work you guys are doing to really get into the classrooms. But what were some of those pieces that that you were kind of like, um, man, I really want to go on this, but I need to show some restraint. Yes,
1: and, 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 and you bring up great points. And first off, I got a lot of advice and tips when, when I, became the principal and a lot of ideas from a lot of people. But going into it, I, I, I said first thing I needed to do was listening. and kind of went on a listening tour and and didn't want to just change to change. You know, it's um, and we really said, OK, if we are going to make changes, let's make sure they're student centered and, and, and um, student friendly and ultimately going to have an impact on the student's experience. So our bell schedule, for example. Um, Two years ago we went to four lunches and we, we had two two different bell schedules ninth grade bell schedule and a, a 10 to 11 12 bell, bell schedule so i had heard of lots of rumblings about man it doesn't make sense it's uh, freshmen eat lunch together it creates issues and um that those conversations started taking place last january and february but you know we were building the master schedule and it, it just wasn't time to make that change um as we have went through this year and we've collected some data um, a lot of our um, behavioral issues with our freshmen, or during lunch, or that transition from lunch to what we call 5A and then 5B, and so we 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 actually just recently got some input from our, our school improvement process team, and we are going to tweak our bell schedule moving into next year. And so we we want we didn't rush right into it. And we wanted to make sure we had some data to help drive that decision and yeah. get get our key players with some feedback. So. Um, Again, there's a lot of things you wanna do. Um, we, we focus on some signage in, in, in throughout the building, but we have a really good school. And um, we just didn't wanna just change to change. And there's yeah. a few small tweaks that um, people the outside the building wouldn't know that have taken place. But um, I think we've really done a nice job of just sitting back and listening in inventory and then trying to prioritize as we move into next year and the year after.
0: So. Yeah. so. I'm kind of curious, too, uh, kind of along those lines. I mean I know, you know again, from working with you closely this year, your leadership team works very collaborative yes. around those around those things. But there is certainly a challenge that occurs when you rise from within the group to become the leader of the group. Um, I, that was an interesting experience for me. You know, uh, there's, you know, where I was, three assistant principals, and now I'm the principal. You know, I'm supervising these other two guys who, you know, we were, you know, we were always shoulder to shoulder and things, and we still were, but it's it's this transition from being one of, to being one with. What has that been like for you?
1: Yeah, it, it, it's, it's been um, it definitely interesting and definitely different. Uh, we have an admin team, leadership team of six and three of them, we were all assistants um, for eight years together and on the same team. Um, the other two were, were have uh, experience and exposure in our building so we're all a pretty tight-knit group but to, to move over one chair per se and, and yeah. to be in that seat, um, it, it took um, a little bit of time and you know, and I could see them watching me, how are you gonna lead? Um, what are you gonna have us do? Are you gonna do anything different? Um, so what I, I really took, the, again, back to the listening tour, right away I met with each of them individually, um, and we kind of went through the start, stop, continue, you know, um, kind of asked them about all their roles. So four of us um, are brand new to the positions this year. In the other two that have been the sister principals for quite some time are doing some different things so i think that kind of re-energized and mm-hmm. we kind of looked at strengths hey you know I'm, I'm i'm kind of in a rut i'm ready for something different whether that's a different grade level of discipline a different building responsibility so we really wanted to match up responsibilities you talk about your butcher paper and as we're yeah. putting down roles for assistant principals um, we really wanted to. to they kind of changed some things, so people were excited and and yeah. really matched their strengths and talents. And so I think that has helped some this year.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think I think for the most part, <clears throat> you've got the right people in the right seats. I mean, that's man, that is such such a key element. One hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, do you feel like as the year has progressed that that maybe it's gone from. This was somebody else's team. To this is my team. I mean, how are you feeling about
1: that? You know, yeah, and I and I've, I'm, I'm a big and like you are. It's it's a we thing. It's not a me mm-hmm. thing. But yeah, I do feel like um, because of and, and it's a credit to the team um, and how they've embraced me and how I lead and, um, and their professionals and their and I knew they were their work ethics tremendous. Um, they want what's best for Monarch High. They've all been here. They've coached here. They've had kids go here. So there's a ton of pride. Um, I think they appreciate um, my honesty, um, my leadership style, and you know. And I know each team goes through stages. Oh, yeah. And we haven't really had any knockdown dragouts yet. But you know, yeah. we've we've agreed to disagree sometimes. And um, and but I think yeah, I do feel like it's, I, and I don't. I use the term "mine" loosely, but yeah, I, I feel like it's we put a stamp on this is our new team
0: for yeah, sure. I love that. So, so let's talk a little bit um, maybe about the coaching stuff in particular. Um, you know, when you and I connected in, I think it was July, um, you would reach out to me. You know, hey, you know, would love to get together. You know, have a conversation. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't even know you were you were like specifically looking for <laughs> coaching. I think it was just, hey, this guy's in the same place as me. Let's yeah, get together. Yeah. Um, and then you would, you know, you'd ask specifically about you know, hey, I want you to coach me. Um, we'll we'll talk about some of the, the work that we've done and maybe maybe we'll even do a little bit of coaching here. But um, first, what compelled you to reach out? Sure. Not necessarily specifically to me, but just, hey, I want to have sure. a coach.
1: Well, yeah. Well, somehow I, I saw somebody had retweeted or I saw a podcast. I'm a big cop podcast guy and and I connected and then started following you and, and saw you were former basketball coach, former assistant principal principal, similar path. I, I listened to a couple of your podcasts. And then I think I saw on your Twitter byline that you're in Omaha. And I was like, well, what the heck? Um, he, <laughs> yeah. He's local here. So I decided to reach out and and say, you know what, I let's see where this goes. And the reason I reached out is... Here I become principal. You know, I've always had great mentors when I was a basketball coach. I could, two or three guys who were, I would say mentors. You know, I was a teacher. You get assigned a mentor. You have a department chair. Here I am as a first-year principal. I'm outside of my mother, who was a longtime administrator in the area, who's been a great mentor. Um, I'm like, who, who's going to help me here? You know, at central our central office, they've got different tasks and roles, and they've been great. But I, I was looking for a coach and a mentor because – I was excited about this opportunity, but I also wanted to make the best of it. And yeah. I know that I knew going in that I had a lot to learn, and I needed somebody to support me. And it's, I'm always meant about having, being, having that growth mindset and getting better. Um, even as an AD, I had tons of mentors and reached out to, to AD all over the country and connected on yeah. and, and different things, and, and I wanted somebody. Uh, to do that, and I had heard from lots of metro principals that um, that had been ads before. You get to the principal job; it's kind of lonely. And yeah, and and I thought, you know, I I need somebody. Whether it's just to, to come out in the building, evaluate, um, to give some tips, somebody that's been through it. And, and that's why I reached out. And after our conversation, I said, I said, you know what? I got to go to my uh, central office team and say, can I, can we make this happen?
0: So, yeah. Well, and I'm grateful that uh, that you reached out. I'm grateful that, obviously, that we have this opportunity to work together. I think it's um, it's, it's been great for me. And, and I know we're going to continue. So not, I don't want to talk like we're done. We're not done, <laughs> right. We're going to keep going. But um, let's let's dive into some of the stuff we've really focused on this year. Um, and, and I know for you, the instructional leadership piece was really a big thing. And, you know, maybe... I don't know. Maybe paint a little bit of a picture for for the listeners of why you felt like that was an area that you wanted to concentrate on, and then we'll actually go into the actual work. You bet.
1: Yeah. So it, it's you know evaluating teachers. You know, and there's five of us on our team that evaluate. And we we break up the assignments, and then and then we go. And, and we really haven't received any you know, formal training or continuous training and, you know, you're expected to, okay, go evaluate a teacher. And so we, we just said, one, we want to be more visible as a team. Two, we want to be in classrooms, formal and informal. Three, we want to have, get in classrooms to connect with kids. We felt really, it'd be great to kind of create buy-in. Uh, we didn't want it just to be a team that we come in uh, twice a year and when you come in, it's they know it's for an eval. Yeah. But we, we wanted that traffic to be high traffic in and out. And so, one of the things I, I, I thought in my mind, okay, can Dr. Peppert here, can Darren help us when we go into classrooms, what, what should we look for? What tips can we give teachers? How do we get better? Yeah. Um, what, what are some tips? What's, what's the experiences? So that was kind of our big focus. Yeah. And one, visibility. Two, we want to grow our teachers because we know if our teachers are excited and getting better, it's going to impact our kids. Yeah. And we know for that to happen, we have to improve as well.
0: Yeah. So when when we first started having the conversation around the instructional leadership piece, a lot of it was exactly that was the walkthrough stuff. Right. It wasn't just, you know, I'm going to show up twice a year and they'll, you know, blow the dust off of their, you know, their evaluation uh, lesson plan. You know, it was no, let's let's make sure we're there all the time. And, um, you know, I know we've. Every time I'm here, um, we go spend time in classrooms. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're going to do that when, when we're done recording. I, I just want to get into a classroom; I just love it. Um, when when it first started, were you experiencing kind of the like that hiccup from teachers? Like you'd walk in the room and they would freeze. You know, a little
1: bit. I think yeah. you know, and kids would too. Like, yeah. uh oh, the principal's <laughs> here, here and yeah, and a, a little bit. So because because yeah. we. Um, probably, um, and everybody has different priorities. We're probably just doing the minimum, uh, before that, you know, and, and so we wanted to get to a point we, and the other thing we folks talked about a lot was common language in consistency among administrators. It shouldn't matter who your evaluator is.
0: Right. You know,
1: if, if I'm going in or Mr. Bales or Dr. O'Hanlon, or Mr. Huber, we want to be given similar feedback, you know, and how okay. we give it might be different, you know, whether it may, might leave a sticky note, I might send an email, but the language and the, the things we want to prioritize. So we worked a lot with our, our department chairs and our continuous improvement team about when we go to the classrooms, what should we be seeing? And I know we talked a little bit about that with you. And, yeah. and this is all still evolving, um, but we've made significant progress this year. Yeah.
0: So so where you're at right now with the walkthrough stuff, and I know you guys just recently, you had a professional development day a little over <laughs> a week ago, uh, or a little over a week ago. And now, you know, when you do that, you also meet with that continuous improvement right. team. Correct. What, l- let's talk through a little bit of where they are with that walkthrough process and what what did they want to see kind of move forward? What are they? What, yeah, what what, yeah.
1: what we found on is found is early. You know, when we start the school year, August, September, October, November, it's it's get in get in the classrooms, give us some feedback, help support kids, mm-hmm. um, kind of pare down. We had a checklist to start with, and mm-hmm. we, we're going to kind of pare that down and. Uh, and so I think they like the frequency, and, and to be honest, we we haven't been very good here this spring of, of getting in and getting in there as much. But and then kind of this time of year, it's it's just some quick drive-bys and more of just a thank you for 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 having you know being a great teacher and thank you for being prepared every day those type of things. And so we're really trying to focus on that that development piece early in this early in the year, mm-hmm. first semester in the beginning yeah. of second, yeah. and then we've also worked with instructional coaches so. Dr. O'Hanlon, who who does our master schedule, with some of our extra duties, so we have four instructional coaches. And this is the second year or third year we've done that, but what we've found is we're gonna assign a staff, or assign each of our staff members to one of our four instructional coaches. And so they know who to reach out to. Instead of, oh, do I reach out to this person or that person? This is your instructional coach and our expectation is Second, first semester, you reach out to them twice. Second semester next year, you reach out to them once, just so there's a little more consistency. I know yeah. who my go-to person is. And we're working collaboratively with our instructional coaches um, to continue to support teachers. So that's been a yeah. big part of that as well.
0: That's good. So I'm, I'm wondering, have you guys talked about, I don't think you and I've talked about this yet, um, but with that specific structure, maybe having a like a, a small menu of yes yeah, yes yeah.
1: yeah we have some menu items our instructional coaching team put together some menu items um and whether that's maybe a peer observation maybe that's hey can we talk about uh, academic games um can we just collaborate can you come in at the end of a lesson to watch me at my exit tickets some of those things so yes there's a menu of options and that'll continue to involve but yeah. we, we have some of our stronger teachers and some of our building leaders that we've worked into their schedule for those folks to be our instructional coaches. And, yeah. and we want that to just be just be a thing here at Monarch High. You yeah, know? absolutely. Um, and so we're, we're excited about that continued growth and presence yeah. to go along with what we're doing administratively.
0: Yeah, so um, I, I think it's been really, um, it's been very beneficial and certainly on my side, rewarding to go and do those walkthroughs with, with you guys. Yes. So I'm your coach, but you know, when I'm here, You know, I I may work with Dr. O'Hanlon, you know, or Mr. Bales or, or, you know, what have you around a variety of things. But specific to the walkthroughs, going and doing walkthroughs with each of you at different times. And then, you know, we've done a little bit of the, you know, two administrators plus me, you know, where we go and um, really try to, to get to that that level that I've talked to you about with that iterator reliability, yes. you know, where yes. like you talked about, you know, that consistency from, hey, this is what Joel sees, you right. know, and this is what John sees, and guess what, they're pretty much the same thing. Yeah. When when you guys are having those those conversations on, like you have your Monday morning meetings and that kind of stuff, when you guys are talking about the, you know, the instructional work, um, what are some of the sticking points that, that you guys are like, I, I, I feel it's this way, or I see this. Or what are some things you guys are stuck on?
1: Yeah, well, I think one, one of the things that you brought to our attention that we had a ton of conversations after one of your visits was you know, compliance or engagement. Yeah. And and that was great. <laughs> and, and and so just, okay, were, were the kids really engaged, or were they just compliant? You yeah. know, did they use technology because they have their Chromebooks out, or did somehow did technology increase their engagement or help guide instruction? Um you know the you know learning targets you know asking kids hey do you know what you're learning today you know and so we one of the things you brought up to us too is you know about these observations whether it's 10 minutes full is when you go into classrooms your radios turn your radio off so yeah. we've gotten to that point too hey i'm going to classrooms i'm my radios are off because that's our full intention and focused. Yeah. um and so engagement versus compliance was one big thing yeah. um you know looking at okay what 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 types of um, interventions are, are, are staff using with with kids? Um, the variety of instruction, you know is it, you know, sit and get, or there's some group group activities, or there are partner works, or there share pair those type of things. So those are some conversations, and then we're trying to get to the point too, where as we we come back and huddle up at the beginning of each week or every other week. Hey, what did you see? Who was strong in this area? And starting next year, especially in September and October, with our in-service time and staff development, to use some of our teachers to lead some
0: breakout sessions. Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. much. That's just there's so much power in having your having your full-time teachers leading PD in your building um you know uh, this is this is not because they're our sponsor Uh, our sponsor peer-driven PD I mean that's like what they're all about you know that's what Mike really pushes is that it needs to be our teachers that are are driving the instruction and the instruction of other teachers not just in the classroom so uh, I'm really excited about that with you guys I know we have talked uh, about even, you know, kind of that ed camp yes, style, yes, you yes. know, professional development time and, you know, allowing your instructional coaches to take that and structure that um, and and really kind of take it to the next level. So uh, just one last question on the on the instructional side and then and we'll transition a little bit. But when you think about what you were seeing in the classrooms when you first started going in <laughs> versus now so I mean it's May right now folks when we're when we're recording this and when you're listening to this and we're we're, we're just putting this one right out almost right away what do you notice this is a two part question what do you notice differently in the classrooms from your your teachers and your kids and what do you notice different about yourself hmm. now versus when you started doing the walkthroughs early on yeah that's,
1: yeah, that, that's a great question I yeah I'm, I'm definitely more I'd say well versed and well rounded as far as things that are happening, like whether it's, uh, you know, the, the little things teachers are doing to set kids up for success, um, a quick, you know, walk by and, and a check in, check out, maybe a teacher's doing, um, a strategic uh, bell work activity at the beginning, um, you know seeing teachers adapt from one class period to the next based on their students and uh, might be the same curriculum and the same concept but they're doing a little bit differently just because of the makeup of the class during a different period. I see the students um, getting excited when we come in and not not getting nervous anymore. Um, I see me when I I first started in August I'd go in there and I, I wouldn't say a word. I wouldn't say a word. I'm thinking we're supposed to have fun here. I mean, we're in a school, so I'm interacting with kids more, um, talking to teachers, asking kids questions, and so I'm not as tight, you know. And you know that that you know, oh, a principal comes in or you're evaluating a fear. It's not. It's it's. I'm looking for positive things. That's the other mindset here. You know, I think maybe maybe when I first started. You think, oh, feedback, hey, you got to do better here, you got to improve this, what were you doing here? No, I'm, we're trying to catch them, all the great things they're doing. Yeah. You know, we, we can work on things that, and, and give them some suggestions and some ideas for reflection, but I, I'm really focusing on the, the great things they're doing. And the, in, in just really understanding that what somebody does in room 310 and somebody in 312, the delivery can be totally different. You know, as long as they're, they're engaging kids, um, enjoying kids, connecting with kids, um, and, and somehow getting that concept across—that's, I mean, that's the bottom line. So yeah. I don't know if I answered question two or one or, or both or what. Both. But, yeah. uh, good, a little though. all over the board there.
0: No, that's all good. That's all good. And you know, you actually, you know, without saying it, you brought up something that I did, I did want to, you know, just I guess speak about—not necessarily a question, but. You know earlier you were talking about you know each of your each of your team members has has you know varied strengths and you're doing everything you can to make sure that that they are playing to your strengths and um, one of your superpowers if you will is your ability to connect with kids and I've noticed that too as you know early on when we were going I know Mm -hmm. you were just like trying to like think about okay when we step in the hallway what am I gonna tell Darren (laughs) I got to be prepared like you were prepping for a test and you know, when I was here last month, um, we were in, like, for example, we were in that calculus class. Yes. And, man, you were, like, yucking it up with kids. And I think that's really, really important. And, you know, it made me reflect on probably one of the best principals I've ever been around. Um, I, and I was fortunate to, to start working with her when she was a rookie high school principal. And wow. when I was the superintendent, uh, Liz Bauer. So, Liz, if you're listening, shout out to you. Probably one of the best techniques in classroom walkthroughs than I've ever seen. Um, what Liz ultimately developed was she was going to ask two questions, no matter what, in every classroom she went into. Mm-hmm. And it was always one question of the kids and one question for the teacher. Okay. And it was more about her own learning. Okay. The idea was she was trying to model that she's learning. Now, you and I, of course, in that calculus class, there's no <laughs> way I was going to ask a question. Yeah. I mean, Over you know, my yeah. head. Yeah. Early in the lesson, <laughs> there was a point where I was like, oh, yeah, I understand how to do that. And then that was like, well, but this is just like you know, this is just solving for X, so then we can go into the problem. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> but I enjoyed the instruction. Yeah, absolutely. It was wonderful. And, um, and I guess that takes me to another piece that, that I'll ask you about. I know there is a, probably all of us struggle with this at times. When, you know, I taught subject matter X, you know, I mean, I was a science teacher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, I'll tell you what, I fought and clawed and kicked to get through the math I had to take in college. It used to scare me going into, you know, pre calc or calculus or or something like that. did you experience any of that early on and, and where where do you think you're at with it now?
1: yeah it, yeah in from science to some up math classes to you know I taught special education in, in, in business for a couple of years and so a lot of it's foreign even like you're going into a foreign language or a German class oh, yeah. you know and so um, yeah but again it comes back to it's it's about the relationships it's about all the little things teachers are doing you know their classroom management, their classroom setup. Um, their tone with kids, the different activities. Uh, it's, you know, and we talk, um, you know, as the admin team about, you know, oh man, I just came from this class. You, you need to get in there next hour. And we've gotten Love to the it. point where teachers are emailing us too and saying, hey, just so I'm doing this activity today. And, and we want to get in there and, and support and reinforce, and that's what we want, where um, it's not just, say, formal evaluation, come back to it. We we want to be in and out, because if instruction improves, ultimately our kids' behaviors is going to improve. Kids are going to probably, their attendance is going to increase. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited, and, and Mr. Bales did a wonderful job setting up a, a kind of a formal walkthrough schedule. Hey, these are the classrooms we're going to get into. And so, yeah, it's it's been a good year, and, we, and we've gotten a little bit, i would maybe undisciplined here this spring, as far as the the number of you're times. A little busy, don't we? Yes, we do, but we've <laughs> got to be better and uh, and continue to be intentional about it. But uh, it's uh, we've definitely made significant progress, and we know we got
0: to keep getting better. Yeah, no, I love that. So as we you know as we kind of think about transitioning into next year and and further work with coaching, what what do you see as maybe one or two things you're wanting to to focus on? as we prepare for next year sure
1: you know yeah it's a great question and is, is right now it's as you know may we're in survival right, mode exactly you know well, but uh, but this is going to help me prepare. Uh, uh, for next absolutely, year right? absolutely yeah. absolutely we we've, we've got to continue um we're, we're going through the the mtss or multi-tier system of supports training through a uh, local esu um here and that's been a great foundation for us and we're really starting with our freshmen about in kind of saying freshman for success you know the end of the freshman year we want 12 credits for all our freshmen that's kind of our, our data point for having them be successful for the next three mm-hmm. years and so we want to continue to get to a point where okay here's our data what, what are some interventions we can put in place in whether it's a, a freshman success study hall or a math support group here with some of our kids and Um, looking at our kids that are in study hall and looking at our kids attendance too, tracking attendance um, and just putting together compiling and and looking at some data to help us make some decisions and ultimately we know right now our biggest challenges are attendance Um, you know our graduation rates pretty good but getting our freshmen, setting them up for success. So that's kind of one of our focus, and what are yeah. some interventions that we can do with kids? Yeah. We're, we're talking about doing some home visits this summer with some of our freshmen that maybe didn't meet that benchmark mm-hmm. of 12 credits after this year, and, and then trying to kind of figure out, okay, how can we help? And, and just kind of um, bringing them along and figuring out, okay, what, what are we missing here? Yeah. Um, and, then, and then figuring out a way to celebrate our students' successes a little bit more. You know, I know you've talked about some academic pep rallies and some different yeah. things, but we, we, we want to do a better job of, and not just our high flyers, but right. um, how do we celebrate our kids and continue to encourage? So
0: yeah. um, those
1: are some, you know, quick things that, that we think about. And then yeah. um, continuing to, to grow in, in the classroom and um, supporting our teachers and in um, finding ways to, you know, take loads off our, you know... It, it, you know, support our teachers, lighten their loads a little bit. I don't know if that's possible, but right, yeah. um, you know, that's kind of where we are. Yeah, at least balance the plate yes, for them, right? Yes, you know, yes. I, mean, I know yes. you'd love to take more yeah. off their plates, but at least yes. help them
0: balance that plate. So, um, so, uh, final question uh, today. I asked this of everybody on the on the podcast, and uh, and he gets a big smile as I say this. So hopefully that means you're ready for this answer, <laughs> not that you're like, oh boy, here it comes. Um, so you've talked about a lot of things. Uh, Jason but how other than everything you've just talked about how right now are you leaning into leadership
1: yeah well I yeah one is having a coach I mean that's yeah. been in, in, instrumental um, to um, the the podcasts in 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 ironically we're doing a podcast but I'm an avid podcast listener and, and I know there's those um a lot, a lot of those chats, you know, via Twitter too, that yeah. I, a lot of times I don't participate, but I'll go back through and read them. Um, I listen to, uh, to um, Jimmy Casas and Joe, um, their Saturday morning deal. Yeah. And, and just to, to, to do that, you know, I'm, I'm considering reaching out to uh, uh, a high school uh, in a bordering state, taking our team on a little admin retreat and, and, and visiting other schools. Hey, what are you doing? Yeah. um what What are the three best things that you do in this area and just just that dialogue you know yeah. um the the principal at papillion the vista south and their admin team we collaborate a lot too they've been great and so um it's not a it, it's a you know I, and i get this is back to my coaching days and and the networking the the camaraderie and and, and that's what we want to build with whether it's metro schools here and and neighboring schools, but, and then reading, I know you left me a plethora of books a (laughs) few weeks ago, but trying to pick out some, um, some, some books to read. And we're going to do a book study as our admin team um, this coming summer. Um, You know, this year we read Road to Awesome, um, our our team, uh, and we got copies of that for our team. So we're going to participate in a book study. And, And that was kind of fun this summer. Um, Just as we're a new team together, and and we read two or three chapters, and and every week just kind of talk about what you get from it, what questions, and and that that, that helps us, I think, as we transition into into new roles this year, and just some of that dialogue, and it it led us to, okay, yeah, we do this here, you know, can we think about maybe doing something different here, just some ideas. So, reading, you know, talking to my mom, who's a big mentor of mine, um, having a coach, um, talking to you and and, and and then podcasts has been a good thing. And then, and just doing a lot of listening. We have so many powerful teachers in our building that could be administrators. We have great teachers yeah. that could be principals right now if they yeah. wanted to. And so just asking them, you know, yeah. hey, what do you see? What do you think? And I think that's, a, I've told our admin team that being, you know, doing that listening tour and, and, and listening, listen, listen is and reflecting. Um, that's the other thing. We'll, we'll reflect a ton this summer and, um, and figure out, okay, what,
0: what do we need to tag um, yeah. as a building for next year? So. Yeah. No, I love it, man. That's uh, very, very powerful stuff right there. You know, definitely um, one of the most important skills and often most overlooked skill in leadership, and I know you and I have talked about this uh, off and on, and, and I say it on the podcast all the time, but I'm going to say it again. Uh, listening is Absolutely key. Um, you know, really listening and leaning into those those experts that you have in the classroom, and really trusting them to be the professionals they are, I think, makes a huge difference. So. Um, well, thank you so much for, for joining me on the podcast. Uh, yeah, this this was awesome. a lot of fun. It was so yes. cool to actually do one in person. So thanks so much for joining me here on Leaning in the Leadership. You
1: bet. I appreciate all you do for not only me, but just educators um, locally, district district level, high school
0: level, all, all across the country. So um, it's a pleasure to be a part of your team. Right on, man. Thanks so much. You bet. A big thank you to Jason for being on the podcast and for being that first in-person Interview for the podcast. That was a lot of fun, and I look forward to hopefully having more opportunities to do that. i um, also a big thank you to Jason and his team. Folks, I have really enjoyed working with and getting to know the members of the Papillion La Vista High School leadership team. They really truly are a great team, and they've got a lot of wonderful things happening there at the school. I'm excited to continue working with them as time goes along. And now it's time for a pep talk. Today's pep talk is all about an empty corner. About a week ago, I spent some time in the backyard cleaning out some of the different spaces that we have. You know, we moved into this house about a year and a half ago. And unfortunately, when we moved in, there were some things that the previous owners just left behind. Among them was a corner off of the back of the garage that was just filled with stuff some old logs that needed to be cut and thrown away, some wood, an old barbecue grill, a mower, and a few other things. And you know, when we first moved in, there were so many other priorities about getting settled and getting things taken care of that I just kind of ignored that corner. And you know how it is. Eventually, when you ignore it long enough, it just, you don't see it, and you stop even thinking about it. Well, I finally decided, you know what? I need to clean out that corner. And spent a good portion of an afternoon doing just that. Getting out the chainsaw, cutting up the logs, you know, all that kind of stuff. Why do I tell you this story? Well, it's just an empty corner now. It's a nice, clean, empty corner that's got a fresh start. So often in our lives and in our work as as school professionals, we forget about some of the stuff that got left behind with our students from maybe a previous year or a previous experience. And sometimes we need to help them to just clean out that corner, to allow them to have a fresh start. And to be honest, as individuals, sometimes that's what we need as well. We need to clean out that corner. We need to allow ourselves to let go of things that have happened in the past, embrace who we are, and actually put that corner to good use. That's what I got for you today, folks. Take it for what it's worth. Thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast. Have a Road to Awesome week. Thank you for listening to the Leaning into Leadership podcast brought to you by Road to Awesome. Don't forget, click subscribe, give a review, and share this with somebody who might also enjoy leaning into leadership.